0: Live in studio, the uh, not the latest person to declare, as a matter of fact, because the latest person to declare they're running for mayor is Mitzi Hunter, but yesterday morning, Brad Bradford, uh, city councilor, announced that he was going to run for mayor. It's nice to see you again. Great to be here with you, John. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you were listening. I don't want to flatter myself, but I was saying that I thought the time was kind of running out to declare. Um, what was the means of the timing for you to finally say yesterday, okay, I'm in?
1: Well, you know what? It's It's been a process for me of, of having conversations with Torontonians. We've uh, we've done that over the past month, talked to thousands of folks from across the entire city. And the message I hear from them time and time again is Toronto is at a breaking point. Uh, you know, increasingly the city is less affordable, uh, it's less safe, and it's harder and harder to get around. Uh, so what folks are looking for is less talk, more action uh, from city council, and, and a strong mayor of action who is going to drive real solutions for for. Torontonians on the problems that our city is facing. Okay, so you use the magic Harry Potter words there, strong powers. Mitzi Hunter declared this morning, she said she will not use the strong powers. You will? I think it's about a, a strong type of leadership, and, and that includes the legislative tools that are available to the Mayor of Toronto, uh, for sure. I'm not taking anything off the table, uh, but being a strong mayor is about, you know, uh, driving a strong agenda. It's about working with colleagues. It's about working with the province and the, the federal government to get things done. It's about not being afraid to to stand in there on the floor of council and take a position, decisive decisions on the the issues that matter most, uh, and also you know being strong in your position to make room at the table for those tough conversations. Uh, so I think you know my time as an urban planner working at the City of Toronto, and then the four years I've been on council, I've seen far too much talk, endless debate, delay and deferral, uh, and I want to be a strong mayor of action to deliver results for for people here in the city. If memory serves you, describe yourself not long ago as John Tory, but faster. Well, you know, again, I think that the priorities are there and, and the issue set that we're going to be talking about in, in this election. Um, everybody agrees that there are, there are challenges around affordability, there are challenges around community safety. You see what's happening on the TTC right now, and, and the, the city is stuck in gridlock. It's harder and harder to get around. It's going to be about the approach to the issues. And right. I think, you know, like even a council today, we are opening up a debate and a, another discussion, uh, another debate on the Gardner, a discussion decision that was made, you know, in 2015. So you would stick with that decision? Yeah, of course. Finish the gardener. Yeah, and actually a billion dollars. We would do it faster. Infrastructure in a big city is always very expensive. These projects are complicated, but the idea to take a decision from nearly a decade ago, go back to the drawing board, open up an environmental assessment and have no plan on, on what you would actually do otherwise um, to suggest that there's cost savings and doing, doing something like that in an environment where construction costs are through the roof. We have labor shortages, financing. It's just not realistic. Okay, but we also have a record in this town
0: of coming up with a plan and then deciding maybe it's not a good plan, but we might as well do it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think we have a, a record in this town of coming up with a plan. Everybody that runs for mayor comes up with new plans. And, and what we don't see is actually delivering on the plans. What we don't see is actual results, whether that's transit or housing or or even right. making the city safer. So- Okay, but to dwell on the, the expressway for a moment, you're an go. urban planner. Yeah. You know that in cities around the world, we're not doing elevated freeways anymore. As a matter of fact, we're taking them down. Well, and, and you know, in Montreal, they just took one down. Yep. That hasn't exactly been a, a resounding Success in that city. What, what's unique about the Gardener is this is one of the busiest trucking corridors uh, in North America. Rochester, Buffalo, Toronto, Montreal uh, moves a lot of goods. And we are still a city with an active port. We do a lot of shipping. Uh, we're a growing city, and that trucking traffic has to go somewhere. So the idea that you're gonna take it from you know a, a highway, an elevated highway, and you're gonna slam all of that trucking traffic uh, down into a neighborhood and then ramp it right back up to another highway. Highway. Ninety um, percent of the gardener would remain elevated, and the idea that you'll want to just tear down 700 meters just to ramp it back up to the DVP is not really well thought through. Um, there's a tremendous housing opportunity down at the um, the Keating Precinct there. Right. And again, if you want to be a bigger opportunity, if we didn't, it it would perhaps be marginally bigger. But we're talking about seven and a half acres of housing that could be delivered now uh, on on city land, and the idea of delaying this for five more years to have more discussion, more debate about something that we're ultimately going to have to do anyways. Uh, That is just where City Hall is disconnected from Torontonians, the priorities of getting things moving and building housing. And I'm going to be a mayor who takes strong action to deliver results. Um, We have to talk about policing because Mm -hmm. you voted... To take money away from police, did you not? I voted five times, five consecutive budgets uh, to increase police funding. I think that that's very important. Right, but also, wasn't
0: this Josh Matlow's initiative to, I think it was ten percent to take
1: ten percent away, and you voted for it, did you not? There was a, a conversation about police reform and how we do policing, and I think that that is still very important. I mean, you look at you look at what's going on in the TTC right now. Okay. Uh, we need we need responses that are addressing the issues. I think we also have to have a better understanding of what are the issues that that need to be answered. So you look at the crime on the TTC, that's a broad bucket, but there are folks who are, you know, homeless. Uh, There are folks who are struggling with addiction. There are folks who are in mental health crisis and there is violent criminal activity taking place on the TTC. But should we reduce the Toronto police budget? Absolutely not. You look at uh, my vote a month and a half ago, it was the largest police budget increase uh, that the city has done since amalgamation, $48 million, 200 frontline officers uh, you know, I was a vocal proponent and, and supporter of that, because if you turn back the clock, we actually had 700 more frontline officers under the David Miller administration in 2003 than we have today, and yet the city has grown by a million people. So we obviously need to resource the police so that they can do their job. We also need to have a conversation about how we can get effective community safety outcomes, and, uh, and the model will evolve accordingly. This city
0: is pooched at the moment financially, and I don't know what the fix is. You've got to deal with that as a city councilor today, uh, and then maybe as mayor on the 27th of June. But what the
1: heck are we going to do? I think it's a conversation about priorities and what level of government is best to deli- deliver those services. And I'm going to be honest with folks, we can't be everything to everybody. And if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. So, what would you cut then? So I would have conversations with the provincial government and the federal government about the roles and responsibilities for each of us on, and what we're delivering. You know, we, we do a lot of work uh, on behalf of those other governments and, and people forget that Toronto is literally 20% of the national GDP runs through this city. So Toronto's success uh, is indicative of the province and the country's success. And we need the other levels of government to join us at the table to make sure that we are delivering on the services that are important for people. But that's income.
0: So output is what I'm asking you about. It sounds like you want to have a more conservative budget and a more conservative city. What would you cut?
1: I just think it's actually important that the city of Toronto delivers on the things that are for local government to deliver on, and we have held the bag for the province, for the federal government for many, many years. It's not one government; it's decades of government downloading onto the backs of municipalities, and clearly that has to stop. So it's not about cuts, but it's about who is best positioned to pay for these things. And I'm going to be very honest with voters, and I'm going to be honest with the other levels of government. Here's what we can do as a municipality. Here's what we will do, and. And, and the rest, you know, you, you need to step up to the table. Thank you, sir. Good luck. I'm sure we'll
0: see you again before the 26th. My pleasure, John. Thanks very much. Bradford City Councillor running for Mayor of Toronto.